You're listening to Uprising, the Rebuilt Student Podcast. Youth ministry isn't easy, and you don't have much time. That's why this is a car ride's worth of content to help you reimagine, revive, and rebuild youth ministry. Well, good morning, afternoon, evening, whenever you may be listening. We hope you're having a great day so far, and welcome to Uprising, the Rebuilt Student Podcast. I'm Allie, your host, and here today with my partner in ministry, Daniel Miller. Daniel, as always, I love kicking us off on a positive note. So what are you loving today? What I am loving, I have right here in my hand. Oh, I see it. You've seen it often lately. Mm -hmm. It's a notebook that I really like. As you know, I'm a big journaler. Mm -hmm. I think I've talked about that on the podcast before too. And so I have a lot of different kinds of journals. I have a journal that I write in each night that's personal journal for me. I keep a little tiny prayer journal that I bought one point to be able to fit in my pocket, which I very rarely put it in Mm -hmm. my pocket, but it's where I write down when people ask me to pray for them. I write it down in there. I have a bullet journal where I write down my Mm -hmm. goals and different things, which I haven't been very good about using lately. But this journal is my work journal and it's where I write down to-do lists Mm -hmm. and I take notes from meetings and everything else um, so that it's all in one place. But I just found this journal that I really like. It's called, uh, it's the brand is, how would you say that? Lemome? Yes, I Lemome. Yeah. Lemome. Lemome. L E M O M E. Yeah. Lemome. Lemome. L E M O M E. And it's a thick classic notebook with a pen loop. Um, so it's leather and it has um, the strap so that it keeps it closed. There's a little bookmark and then it has a loop on the um, binding for sticking a pen in. So it's all together. There's also a little pocket in the back to put papers or things if you want to have those stored too. And it's not too big. It's very good looking. The leather is nice. It is a very nice. Big fan. (laughs) Nice notebook. I am loving, um, I guess it's finding just the goodness in the messes that come with life because my car was broken into recently, which was a startling and sad (laughs) day. But I have to say that I am loving and grateful for, I hope I never have to use them again, but I'm grateful for SafeLight, um, the company that comes to repair your window, because they make it really easy, I have to say, to get an appointment, sign up online. They give you text messages to keep you posted, tell you who your, um, like who the person is who's going to come and fix your window give you a picture with their name, send you texts along the way as they're working on your car, how far along they are to being done, and they just come right to your door. You don't do anything. It was just, in a moment of stress, they brought some peace to me. So I'm grateful and loving them this week, which is a little weird (laughs) fact, but found the positivity in that. Safe flight repair, safe flight replace. (laughs) forever in my head now this is another sponsor for us I feel like we've been advertising <laughs> we, yes, we do. last episode it was amazon today it's safe flight <laughs> it is well today we are kicking off our new series what comes next and for the next few episodes we'll be talking about what post-covid student ministry looks like for us at least what we're planning and hoping it looks like based on what we've learned along the way so this um, 
this episode, you know, we're just going to go through basically an introduction about what we've learned in different aspects of it. We are now, as we're recording this, about halfway through winter. We're officially out of 2020 and into 2021. You know, we have the vaccine that is coming out now um, and people are receiving it. So it feels like the day when we're over this COVID hump and that we're past all this might be in sight. But this is a kind of an opportunity in this episode to look back and really see what have we learned and what do we do now? We've heard from our leaders during this time Mm -hmm. in the year that's unlike any other, that hybrid is hard. Hmm. It just is. They all want to know how to manage half students in person and half over Zoom. Some just go all the way, one way or all the other. So they have all their students on Zoom or they have all their students in person. And some have figured out kind of how to make it work for the time being. But one thing that we're sure of is that we need in-person interaction. Students have renewed their appreciation for our small groups and for being together this year and parents also. We've really worked hard this year on procedures and structure that allowed us to continue to meet safely and to not have anybody (laughs) contract COVID Mm. from church meetings. Mm -hmm. Um, And there are still some concerns. We've had a couple of people who have been in a small group one day and then a couple of days later had a positive test. Um, we ended up going everybody virtual in the week before Christmas. We've outlawed food and drinks around here so that people don't have to take their masks <laughs> off. Um, but really, I, I would say I think we're really proud and happy mm-hmm. at the response and commitment that we've seen from our leaders and from our families and students this year. Yeah, but and once again, we've seen the positive and negatives, as you said, Going hybrid um, is hard and has been hard with half the group on Zoom and half the group in person. And we're going to examine that a little bit deeper in the next episode, really what we've learned and the positives and negatives looking ahead for that for us. But also, I mean, Zoom is easy, too. It made some gatherings in a way to um, all meet together, info meetings and trainings and things like that. There was a positive in that just all of us gaining knowledge on how to be on Zoom. Um, And also, though, people might be slow to come back. They still might be afraid. Everybody school-wise is in a different situation, who they're interacting with. There's parents and grandparents. Everyone's going to have a different process for when they feel comfortable with coming back, but we're okay with that. And we are strong in knowing that we need to earn their trust and we want to earn that trust. And that's why we have all these policies in place. But once again, we are proud. Those coming back to mass comment every weekend how much they appreciate our safety procedures and their move to be back at church with a faith community in person. Yeah, it seems like there's not going to be like a date. You know, I think at the beginning of all this, it seemed like, oh, well, we'll just, there's going to be some point in time Mm -hmm. where all of this is going to be different and we can just come back. Yes. Right? It seems a lot more like it's going to be a gradual process. Well, just like how you've said before, it was a gradual introduction to COVID. It's not like it just all hit one day, landed on earth, and we were all in lockdown. It was gradual for the um, fear and the spread to happen. And now I think it's going to kind of, Gradually, gradually reopen our lives and renormalize back to whatever the new normal is um, as well. So the real reason that we need to be 
here in person is that we're a sacramental people as, as Catholics, but even just as a, as human beings, we need that personal interaction. Even if you're really introverted, we all crave that and need it in some way. Um, and sacraments really just, they're not digital. We can take some steps of discipleship to make them digital, but as a parish, we're meant to serve our area and to make Jesus available to the people that we serve. And that's really what we're about as a faith community. We need person-to-person connections in faith. We need person-to-person connections with Jesus, especially for us in the Eucharist and in confession. Mm-hmm. And you can't just can't do that digitally. Mm-hmm. But there are some things that we have permanently digitalized. Things like info meetings, um, churchwide, our access point meetings, which is for new members of the church. That's permanently digital digitized now. Through this time, that's what opened us to seeing this. And then once we digitalized it, we saw the fruit of that availability um, in the moment to be able to join like that. We also have developed small group university, which I feel like is something we dreamed of for so long, giving our our students when they graduate high school and go into college, something else like the next rung on the ladder, as we like to say for them. And we've developed small group university through that, which will be a totally digitalized um, small group meeting for university students. And so at least when they're at school, they yes. can still get together like on breaks oh, and stuff. Yes. But yes, when they're at school, it's so, totally digital, right? Yes, exactly. So it doesn't matter where you go to school across the country. You can always still be connected to your community from your small group um, here and at home. And then our steps process, you know, just the encouragement and explanation that we have here at Nativity. We've gone through our steps at Nativity in previous podcasts, but those are basically the rungs on the ladder for all of our members to go deeper and take their next step in faith. Um, But what we've discovered during this time, as Daniel was just kind of explaining, that sacramental and communal prayer works in tandem with personal prayer. We need both. We need that community. We need to come together. We need to be in person as much as we need also just that alone personal prayer time. The pandemic really made it clear to us that people largely don't know how to keep a practice of personal prayer. Mm-hmm. That we as a people, especially in the Catholic Church, have become over-reliant on church for our prayer life and teens are very much included in that mm-hmm. it's uncomfortable to challenge them to pray to ask them to pray out loud and we're continually bringing messages and opportunities back to that need for personal discipleship for spiritual disciplines we can do some of that with um, digital experiences and we need to challenge people to go off on their own and have that quiet time. I don't know how, how often in a series we talk about going and having mm. quiet time in personal prayer. Um, and digital tools can be a really great way to, to reinforce that and to reach and encourage that sort of engagement. Yeah, absolutely. So in conclusion, I mean, we have realized clearly incarnational ministry and digital discipleship are both in our future. So we'll be diving deeper into that. As we said, next episode, we're going to be talking about hybrid meetings and what we've learned from that. So this week, think about how about you? Have you started to think about how to use what you've learned, what we've learned 
and lost and gained all throughout this pandemic. Take some time to reflect on that. And our one bright idea to close today is a way to do just that, to reflect on the pandemic and what comes next. So make three columns. Maybe you can do it in your nice leather notebook. (laughs) And label one with keep, the second with change, and the third with chuck. So keep, change, chuck. And start listing the things that you want for your ministry starting in the fall. What are you going to keep from the current structure that you have in pandemic times? What are you going to change about it? And what are you just going to completely get rid of? It's just a good exercise as we look forward, uh, you know, starting in the winter, springtime, Mm -hmm. what's it going to look like in the fall? Hopefully we will have a little bit more regularity. Absolutely. So thank you for joining us for today's car rides worth of content. Join us next time for week two of what comes next. We love you all very much.